Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where we have conversations with people who have figured out or are still in the process of figuring out, right? It really doesn't go away, who they need to be in order to achieve the success that they want to achieve. And I'm so excited for my guest today, Terry Lynn Yankee, who I've known for almost two years now, right? Almost two years. Mm -hmm. And We've worked together. You've been my client. I've been your client. We've networked together. Um, I love your story. I love what you're doing. So before we dive right in and I just take over from there, why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do? Hey, Erin, I am so excited to be here. And like you said, it's been such a pleasure um, to get to know you. And then, like you said, we've been each other's clients. And so that's just awesome. Um, So I started an event business, um, Eventful Advantage, and um, it is focused on business events, and I am the biz event wizard and experience visionary. Um, So my tagline is create experiences, not just events. Love it. Love it. So I'm going to dive right in because your story and what I know about you, especially from when we first met and when we're working together, is something that happens to a lot of people um, who have amazing, successful corporate careers, and then they become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And then they go, what the heck just (laughs) happened? So tell us a little bit, because I know you were in Dallas at the time, and I know you were doing events in your corporate life. So how did that transition happen for you? Or or the way that I describe it, did you jump off the cliff or were you pushed off the cliff? It was probably a combination. um, And and it was probably existing as a combination as I moved forward. And so my background, I was an apparel executive. And I fell into this career, but it was successful for me. And I was both on the retail side, the wholesale side. And, um, and that brought me to Dallas, Texas, a, a job. And so I always had to live someplace for my job. Um, and it's a very volatile industry. It's very fast paced. It's multi-function. And I had big jobs. I, I was, you know, I had big jobs. And so I managed people. I put together product lines. I, I was kind of like the middle of the wheel that brought everyone together to launch a new product. And, um, and so it was very exciting, very time consuming. But in Dallas, selfishly, I was at a different point in my life. And um, 
I had was consulting prior to this, but I jumped back into it because it was a safe place for me to be because I knew I could make money. And that was the reason it wasn't like, oh, I want to design the next new Hager line. It was, um, I, I need to have money because now I'm a single person. I was married for 20 years and then all of a sudden I was divorced. And then it was also a time in my life where I was starting to think about what does Terry really want? Because my daughter was in college. Yes. And, and so it was kind of like, you know, she, I was still, you know, her mama bear. Um, but it was starting like, oh, it's time to think about what does Terry really want? Isn't that interesting? I had that same thing. And I think it's a, you know, I want to say it's generational. Maybe it's not. But at our age, we were taught, most people, not everyone, but most people were taught, get a job and do a good job. Mm-hmm. And I always got my next job by doing a good job at my job. Right, right. But I yeah. never occurred to me to stop and really think about what do I want to do aside from doing a good job at my job. Exactly. And, and what was so funny is that it was a similar kind of story where someone came in and bought the company and downsized. And this was after a few years. And I was without a job. And my immediate instinct, Erin, was to go find another one. Great. Just go do the next thing. And sure enough, there I was off to Houston, off to Kalamazoo, off to wherever the job opportunity was. We'd require another move. And what I found, even in going on these visits, I had this job if I wanted. It was a vice president job. But it was kind of like, they could tell, I could tell, I just didn't have passion for it. What am I, you, you, you get so caught up in, it's almost like a sales pitch, right? You're, you're going for the, so hard to get the yes that you forget if you even want the thing. I was doing it just because that's what I do or what I had done. And um, a selfish thing I did when I went to Dallas was because I was alone, because I was an empty nester and now a newly single woman for the first time in 20 plus years, I formed a meetup group for singles. Nice. Purely selfish, purely selfish. I just wanted to meet friends. I wanted friends. I wanted to go places and not be alone. Um, and so what was so funny, I did this while I was working and next thing I knew, you know, at my first event, I had 14 people and then all of a sudden I had a thousand in my group. And then I had about, I ended up, I had 3000 people in this group and my events were huge. Uh, I was, I had hotels calling me and saying, you know, Terry, this one conference rescheduled, could you bring your group? We'll give you free appetizers. You know, I should almost stop you because there's entrepreneurs who have been banging their head against the wall trying to grow a group that probably want to strangle you right now. (laughs) However, what you didn't realize you were doing, you weren't tied to the outcome. So you didn't have all that muckety muck messing up your group. You were just doing what you knew you should be doing instead of obsessing over because it wasn't a business, you weren't obsessing over, did I get the person in my group? Did I do the right thing? You know, you're just doing the thing. 
And isn't it crazy how what you do by accident becomes more successful? I I know. And, and it really what it led me to what I've been doing my whole life is which I gather people together and to achieve some kind of purpose. Yeah, that's what I do. And I've been doing it since I've been a, in high school. But yet I didn't realize I was doing it. I just did it. Yeah. And, um, and I was always successful at whenever I did them. And, um, and, and so it was at that time where I was going off and I'm just realizing I'm not happy and I'm going, you know, it has always been a goal of mine to start something myself. But what is that? <laughs> I had no idea. And I talked to people and they just looked at me strange and they said, Terry, you do events. I mean, they just looked at me strange. And this wasn't just one person. This was multiple people. Now, granted, I met them through my group where they saw me doing events. They had no idea I had this, this high-end fancy job. <laughs> So that's what I did. I, I, I you know what, in hindsight, um, I discovered I used events to grow my business, no matter at what part of my business I was at. I used events selfishly to do things like meet other people. Um, I did things for, I did events for causes. I, I arranged, I remember when I was working for Macy's, Macy's, Bloomingdale's and Federated Merchandising were all under one umbrella, yet they didn't talk to one another. But yet I arranged a breast cancer walk with all three groups in New York City. And um, it, it wasn't part of my job. It was just something I felt compelled to do. And I, I did it. And I mean, we had, let's see here, probably 300 people that I organized between all three groups um, to do this in New York City. But it just goes to show you when you work in your genius zone, and I know, you know, sometimes I feel that that phrase is a little overused, but I have yet to come up with a better one. When you're working in your genius zone, it's easy. Or at least it's easier. Yeah, some people, you know, the, the events are crazy. You know, they're multifaceted. There's lots of different parts to them. It's constantly moving, but it's something that I'm really good at. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy and I really enjoy it. And so it, for me, it's not work. It is just something I enjoy doing. And I'm, I just love seeing it all come together, you know, and so what, let's go back a little bit to the realization you were not going to get a job. <laughs> Yes, very scary time in my life. Um, I did have a, a little, you know, goodbye Terry package. And so that that helped things. And, um, and, and then, but I was used to it. And so all of a sudden, I'm going, you know, for a while there, I go, oh, I'll get my business going, but it's a lot harder than you think it is. And this was pre Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> me stumbling through and following, you know, looking up, um, oh, number one, I supposed to get an EIN number. Number two, I supposed to open a bank account, you know, get a logo, you know, get things going. I, I did a, I, I took a course just to make sure that I knew everything. And yeah, I did learn a few vocabulary words, but otherwise I was pretty good. Um, and, and then just, what do you do? How do you start? You know? What do you even do, right? <laughs> well, and this is one of the things that you and I talked about when we met and how we ended up 
how you ended up being my client as opposed to how I ended up being your client is, and I see this over and over again, and you're living proof of this because you are certainly on the other side and on the upswing from it. But over and over again, I always say what makes you great at your job will kill you as an entrepreneur. And I remember one of our first conversations because you were so highly accomplished at high level, high stress situations, which is my story as well. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think we connected so well. Mm-hmm. You were approaching prospective clients the same way you were approaching getting your job done, which an effective way to scare off prospective clients, right? Because that's the same thing I did in the beginning too. It's like, well, I have your solution. I don't understand why you're just not doing it. (laughs) Yeah. You need me, hire me and I'll get it done for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's one of the the things that is uh, most difficult is that, you know, in my job, you know, I had a certain role, but there other people did other roles. And then I had a support staff. I had a team of people. (laughs) And all of a sudden it's me (laughs) doing all the different hats, you know? Um, And especially at first, you know, once you grow up a little bit, you can start, you know, kind of, you know, the hats that you don't like, you can start hiring people for. But initially you kind of have to do all the hats and it's, it's probably good to do all the hats, but it's frustrating to do all that. I had, yeah, I had my first meltdown as an entrepreneur when the printer didn't print. And I realized I had nobody to call. I had no IT department. Yeah, a similar type of thing. It was the printer too. <laughs> um, and so I was operating without a printer. Um, because, you know, I just did all my personal printing at work. <laughs> I, um, and, and, and so I didn't even use an at-home printer. So all of a sudden it was, I have to get a printer. I have to set it up myself. And it was kind of, it's, and I'm not, I'm not the best at tech, you know, it, it's just not really my cup of tea. And um, I'm the one who starts pushing all the buttons and makes things worse. And, um, <laughs> And so thankfully, I have a daughter <laughs> that um, who even just recently, when I changed from one computer to another computer, is on the phone with me going, show me what you're doing. And I'm like showing the FaceTime, you know, of what I'm doing, what buttons, what's showing up on the screen. And she has to help me, you know, it, it is um, not one of my things. I hope you're enjoying this conversation about what can happen when you are ready to step into being the person you need to be for success. If you're looking for some inspiration, motivation, and some actual things you can do to help you become the person it takes, you are going to want to join an amazing group of entrepreneurs at the Ready to Conquer virtual event on May 6th through 8th. In just three days, we're going to dive deep into how to command your own plan so you can dictate your own outcome, how to work on your business and not stay stuck working in your business, and seriously build the business you dreamed of when you first decided to become an entrepreneur. Just go to conqueryourbusiness.com backslash ready to conquer 
and grab your ticket now. Flipping the, the script for a minute, what's been one of your favorite things? We know what that challenge, you know, we just had a good conversation about one of the big challenges going from a job to entrepreneur. What's been one of your favorite things about having such a different approach to your life? Oh my gosh. Um, it took me a while, Aaron, but, um, and it, actually another thing that people pointed out to me, you know, I was so used to going to the location for my job, you know, and so I happened to be in Dallas and that's where I started my job. Then all of a sudden someone goes, well, since you have your own company, do you need to live here anymore? I'm going, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I can go back and be closer to family. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that no matter how high level, how autonomous, we are trained to ask permission to do things. We are, we are trained in a mode and you just don't see beyond it. it, it, it you know what? It, I mean, that should have been just right in front of my eyes, but it wasn't it, just like events weren't in front of my eyes yet. I've been doing them my whole life. You know, it, it sometimes it takes people looking from the outside in, um, but then it was, it, then it made sense. It was kind of like, yes, I'm going to move. I can, I can Get go out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Dallas. I, I actually was dreading going to Dallas, but I actually ended up loving Dallas. Um, but how great to go back to be my family. You know, my, my parents are getting older and I would like to be by them. And, you know, I have my sister, my brother, and, and I was so used to being alone that that was another adjustment. You were so used to being alone that you had to create a 3,000 person group to make sure you weren't. Right, exactly, exactly. Maybe that's why I like events. Well, actually it is. I, I actually wrote a chapter in a book about that. It is. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. So I'm trying to think like, what are you most proud of in this process? Because I really, I really love your story. And I know, as I say this to you, it didn't feel like it happened quickly. I get it. The other thing is you were doing events and we got hit with a pandemic. I mean, we literally, we were on the Terry upswing in a big way. We, you were speaking, this was coming together. And unfortunately um, your world shut down and is now, God, I won't use the word, the P word, but <laughs> pivoted to online events and you clearly jumped right back into it. But it really hasn't been that long, considering um, there's been a pandemic. So what are you most proud of? I guess, you know, Erin, um, I am most proud of that, you know, at, at first I was jumping into a new industry. Now I feel like I've been there, you know, like, like, I, like it is me. I'm not just talking the talk, you know, it is me. And then, you know what? Um, yes, I didn't plan for this pandemic to happen. Um, and I was, you know, getting my groove, you know, kind of, you know, just, just moved to Madison, kind of, I took that chance of when of moving to a new city, and you helped me with this, um, to do the things that I wanted to change for, because I kind of focused my business away from just any event to business events, which is where really my cup of tea is. 
and I kind of become the business consultant event person. And, um, and because that's what I was doing to those poor business event people anyway, so why not become that? Um, and so, you know, which is something a little bit different um, than what a lot of event people can do for people. Yeah. And so, um, and so, yeah, so I, I'm, while the pandemic happened and everything, I'm just proud that I find that I got over the denial, the anger that, oh my God, this is happening and it's lasting longer and stuff like that. And I got over it and I shifted my mind to say, okay, there's virtual events. Let me learn everything about them. Let me make them a good event. Let me know, like I'm all about experiences. Let's, let's see how can we create experiences online you know, and I'm all about the five senses. Okay, so taste and smell doesn't come across. Um, and so what are we going to do about it? Well, it comes now in a box. Right. And, and so, you know, so putting it all together. So I really am proud that I have a whole new set of tricks. And um, so I am not just the in-person event person. I am the virtual per event person. And I'm, I'm doing the hybrid events. And so it's kind of like I multi and it's going to be part of our future now. We're used to that. And so it's going to be a combination and people might use both. Um, and so I guess I am so proud that I can do all those things. You know, a year ago, March, I had a free Zoom account that I never used. And so <laughs> well, and one of the things that I've watched you do compared to when I first met you, because like you said, you knew you're very confident. You're very competent. But the entrepreneurial side of the world was so different than where you came from that there was, I don't want to say struggle because it was, it was just a learning curve. It wasn't really a struggle. It was just, wait a minute, this is more different than I thought it would be. How do I do this? Mm -hmm. And you have lessened that curve where now it's like, oh, okay, this is different. How do we do that? Which is a completely different energy from, <laughs> oh my God, this is way different. How do I do that? Now it's like, oh, okay. You want to be different? Great. We'll just be different. And now that's an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I do have a very different headset on now. Mm -hmm. And and I like it. Oh, it's amazing. And um and, and, you know, I, I have enjoyed, you know, I, I am a, a marketing type of person at my core. Yep. Um, and so it, it, it pleased me so much when the person who took my photographs said, you know, Terry, um, tell your designer, you know, of your, of your social media that um, they're doing a really great job, you know, using the photos. And I'm going, oh, sure, I'll tell them. Terry, you did it. Terry, really good, job. good job, pat on the back to self. Yes. So, you know what? It, it has been such fun, you know, learning how to do that and, and, and improving upon that. The other thing is videos. That was something that I was. Oh, so by the way, and, and I'll just say it here on the podcast, you did a testimonial video for me like a year ago. And I believe it took you five hours to do it. Oh my God. You did a new <laughs> testimonial video for me. I just want to use this. I'm putting you on the spot to use this as a teachable moment. It wasn't even a year ago. And you did a testimonial video for me. And again, we had a conversation. It took you like all day. 
to come up with a minute or two video. Now you're doing a new one because you're part of the event and we're, you know, we're putting this whole thing together. And you're like, oh, you want a new video? Great. Okay, I'll have it to you tomorrow. Boop, here you go, new video. And I could tell one, because it didn't come with the attached story, but two, you're just at ease. And I don't think you realize how rare, like this is what stops people, your openness to asking a different question, being curious instead of bitter, knowing in the back of your mind, I'm smart, I can figure things out instead of letting it stop you. Mm -hmm. And this is what makes a difference. Yeah. Well, you helped me at first, you know, it, it, it was was just our first few conversations. You were like, wait, what? I have to do everything differently. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) So you, you definitely got me going in in the right path. And and you were always such a pleasure, Erin, because I would give you something and you would go, you can do better than that. You know, you would like, you know, in, in, in your way of doing it. And I appreciated that because it pushed me. And then it was kind of like a different stage as you go, okay, you're ready for this now. I'm going, no, I'm not. I go, yes, you are. You're ready for this now. Um, and so, you know, so the, the whole videos, I was so petrified of videos. And so I made it part of my own personal challenge. Yep. Every Friday I started doing a little video. And I go back now and look at my first ones and which took me all day to do. Oh, yeah. And now sometimes I'm going, oh, I, I have that video to do. Oh, I forgot to prepare for it. Oh, well, we'll just wing it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's in it, you know, and there's a few things. It's that willingness, but it's an also embracing your authentic self. And knowing that you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you do know what you're doing. And I think at first, when you're in this whole new world of entrepreneurship, it takes away, you know, someone who had this big successful job, it takes the wind out of your sails for a while. It um, Right. I call it, I'm smart, I'm working. So why isn't it working? You know, I'm doing all the work. So why isn't it working? And I had that same experience. And I think it's, and this is why in this podcast, I'm just so committed to talking about it because I think, especially as women who were high achievers in the corporate world, which I don't care what you say, it's still a male, corporate is still male dominated, regardless of what industry you're in. Mm -hmm. When you come out of that environment, and then you become an entrepreneur. Too many women are not doing well and they're embarrassed to talk about it because they had a fight so hard at their corporate success. So they're embarrassed to talk about the fact that they're not doing as well as they want to be doing and that they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even tell you where it comes from. But one of the things that has served me well is being very willing to admit that I, when I don't know something. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I think I've, you know, I think I kind of, I, I'm always a constant learner, or yeah, I like yeah. to think that way. But in the corporate world, it, it's not so much. 
and you know you you have you built up your expertise you kind of work within that expertise you might do things a little differently here and there but now you're in the entrepreneur world and it never ends <laughs> never ends <laughs> there's a large and, list and of things about, i don't know how to do <laughs> You know, I just started listing all the accomplishments of things I had never done before that now I'm doing and now I know how to do even well. And it is amazing. It, it, sometimes when I, you know, you kind of get um, a little down sometimes, you know, it, it happens. I'll take out that list and go, oh, I got to go. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I do one of those lists every morning. Every morning, it's been 12, 34, 16 months now, wins and gratitudes. It wasn't enough to, for me to just have gratitudes, gratitude mm-hmm. journal. I had to add wins to it because as that overachiever mentality, I was way too focused on what I hadn't yet done. And so you ne- you're never happy. Right. That right. wasn't helpful. That, that list is ongoing and then you see something you go, oh, that could be good for me, but how do I get there? You know, and, and like, oh, it's a new, something new to, you know, new to look into and, and, and things like that. But you're right. Now you're the one that got me going with gratitude. And, um, and I have to say it was, it was so helpful and it has been pandemic. helpful, especially you got me going before there was a pandemic and, and so- <laughs> It was instilled. There was a rough few months there. What the hell are we happy about? You know, today's win, pants. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, so that that was that was something that I it wasn't part of my life, you know, and um and I do have to say, you know, I, I take my walk with my dog and I think about my gratitudes. And and it just starts my day in a really good way. You know, there's, there's a a lot to be grateful for. And, um, you know, and you forget that sometimes, you know, you kind of go in the woe is me stage. And um, that's not a good place to go. No, Um, it's not helpful. mm -hmm. All right. So if people want to continue this conversation with you, and I know because not just virtually, but I know you can do events across the country. Um, how is, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Probably the best way is just go to my website, which is the name of my business, eventfuladvantage.com. And on there, there's a contact um, little tab. Um, you can send me an email and there's actually a place where you can just book a call. Nice. <laughs> so, Make it easy. You're not hiding, as we say. No, nobody's I'm not- yeah, I'm not hiding. I love to connect with people and I'm and I really, you know, want to help people have great events. There's a lot of bad practices happening right now and and I would like you to just make your time and energy worth worth more. Awesome. Well, thank you so so much for joining me today. I knew this was going to be a lot of fun. We, I know we could do like six more hours and not have <laughs> We'll just call it a call it a wrap at this point. Okay. Thank you so much, Erin. It's been it's been fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. 
And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Aaron page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.